What's up, everyone? Welcome to Sports Snobs with Pat and Kaz. Check us out on thescenesnobs.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Sports Snob, Pat at Sports Snob. Kaz, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, of course, don't forget to tune in to our weekly picks show as well that we, we air every Saturday. So, hey, happy- you forgot about the, the Sports Snob. A YouTube channel that our producer Mick so kindly put in, and you're uh, yeah, you're right. Our you're friend right. is doing a boxing show with us as well. So you're right. I forgot about the YouTube. The problem is I forgot about the YouTube because I got uh, harassed by my co-host for my uh, attire last week. So I was hesitant to let people, you know, in on seeing us while we do it because I, you know, I was a little self-conscious after last week, but. Was it the hat or was it the decorations that you didn't like? That no, I, I loved. I loved it all. I loved it all. I received threats to burn the hat, though, so we'll we'll have to move past that. But, just other than mine? No, just yours. I was trying to keep it anonymous. Try not to cause a rift here. Anyway, guy calls me. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right, we'll start. Let's let's start off as we always do with the NFL. Weekly Let recap. me clarify real quick. I said burn the hat, not burn Pat. Oh, so yeah, yeah. FBI does call me. It was the hat, not Pat. Okay. Pat, hat, not yes. Pat. Okay. Okay. Glad yes. you clarified that. I could see Ooh. how that can cause some confusion. But um, yeah, let's kick it off, pun intended, with the weekly recap in the NFL. So uh, we'll do a little rapid recap this week. So we'll just. I have four games here lined up that I thought were – it was a rough week in, in the NFL, I think. I don't. I, it wasn't a very exciting week. Um, it was for I, me. It was for me. I'm, I, I'm now going to be number one in the fantasy standings. I get home field advantage if that's really anything in, in fantasy. But, you know, you shit the bed and I got, a, I got home field. Thank you. Yeah, living in that fantasy world. That's, that's the only world in which you are number one. But – Hey, I live in my basement, so the fantasy world is all I have, okay? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, four, four, four games that I thought – well, first of all, Thanksgiving really kind of threw off the whole week, I think. The, we got stuck with two, about those two, two garbage games, two absolutely – Just ignore those. They, they, should didn't never... happen. they didn't happen. They weren't there. They were that bad. I think if you lose, you shouldn't be allowed to play on Thanksgiving until every other team gets a chance to play on Thanksgiving, which means the Lions would only play once a, I don't know, decade. But anyway, let's let's so let's go let's go to Sunday, and it's let's and Colts Titans yeah. and Colts kick it off, kick it off. Um, I know you had some fantasy uh, implications there, so I had one, I had one, big one, big one. He played very well. He's starting to look like a number one wide receiver, and he's my flex. So Cooks played very well. But um, the Colts, they came in looking hot after that Green Bay win. And the Titans, we talked about it last week. The Titans, they had that three or four game lull where they weren't looking that good. But my God, Derrick Henry – um, he's a beast, and now you have a wide receiver, two wide receivers with Corey Davis that uh 
Tannenhill, an ex-Dolphin, who I liked a lot, honestly, as a Dolphin, but just didn't have the right system there. They're playing great. But uh, the Titans, they're so inconsistent. Um, the Colts now, I'm, I thought they were in AFC East. Uh, I'm sorry, AFC Championship contender. Um, top three, I don't know anymore. I might have to put the Titans ahead of them. Yeah, so they had a few injuries on defense, big players. DeForest Buckner being one of them, and, and I mean that that'll that'll go a long way in stopping Derrick Henry. But but yeah, I, and I said it before, I just don't trust Philip Rivers because there's going to be games in which the defense is not going to be able to carry you, right? You are going to die on that sword of the Philip I am. Rivers sword. Okay. I am going to die with the stupid sleeves that he has. But anyway, uh, and the eleven kids, <laughs> nine kids, what does he have? I don't even know. They can't keep track. But anyway, yeah, I mean the Titans. The Titans are are a good team, inconsistent. It's unfortunate, though, because they, in my opinion, they are the one team, and we'll see towards the end of the season, they're the one team that if all things click and all things go well and, and their game plan is is efficient, they're the one team, I think, that can really knock off the Chiefs just because of their ability to run the ball and pretty much they can have 40 minutes of possession in any so given people, game. Like many people talk, the NBA playoff, Basketball is different than the regular season. The NFL is run, control the ball, play defense. The Titans are doing that. And they have a couple players that can get that third and eight catch. Um, Their tight end, what's his name? Fiscal? Fisker? Ferkser. Uh, Ferkser. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, he He's there as well to get that third and six. So I went from the Colts being the third best to possibly the Titans. Yeah. I think it's going to flip flop every week. Whoever wins that division is going to have the easiest route, obviously. So, so we'll see. That's going to be a tightly contested division till the end, unlike some others, but um, another decent game. I don't think it lived up to the hype on both sides. For both teams, but Bucks Chiefs, it was a hell of a game for the Chiefs, a hell of a game for Patrick Mahomes, and a hell of a game for Tyree Kill. I mean, absolute. It was just backyard football, and nobody can cover Tyree Kill. They made him look like he was Jerry Rice out there. It makes absolute. I, I just don't Jerry understand. Rice? I wouldn't even say Jerry Rice because he's a hell of a lot faster than Jerry Rice. I'm just saying statistically, Jerry Rice twelve catches for like a hundred yards. Tyreek Hill had 13 catches. But how many yards did he have in the first quarter? 200-something. Yeah. That's not Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is one of the greatest wide receivers ever. But Tyreek Hill, that was just all speed. All speed. Even though he's going to race Adam Schefter, um, giving him a 40-yard chance. But whatever. We digress. Anyway. Hell of a game for the Chiefs. Patriots, they didn't show up in the first half. I'm sorry, not the Patriots. I got Tom Brady stuck in my head. The Bucs didn't show up in the first half. Bruce Arians is just doing a terrible job of game planning. And they won by three, the Chiefs. But it wasn't It wasn't even close. They, 
the game never felt like it was competitive. Patrick Holmes is just out there just messing around, throwing the ball, heaving the ball down the field. Tyreek Hill juking defenders left and right. Uh, the Bucks defense, I don't know what, what happened to them. Statistically, they were one of the better defenses through the first five weeks. I'm not worried about the Bucks defense. I'm you need to be worried about the Bucks defense, no, though. No, I'm worried about where the hell is Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown. They, they, they don't have the right coach for all those players. That's the problem. It makes it makes zero sense. They, they're not all going to be there in the next by two years from now. They're not all going to be on the same team. There's just there's no way. In a retirement home in two years from now. He's well, yeah. 47. What I'm is talking, it? talking receivers. He's 58, I think. Right. Uh, I don't know. That it was just it was it was a it was a good game. It just wasn't as exciting as. Um, I guess no, it was expected. It was to be. exciting to see Tyreek Hill put up 200 yards in the first quarter. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm first scared. quarter. That's it, though. That's but, all he needed to do. Yeah. Well, two other NFC teams that are fighting for a playoff spot in the same division. Probably, I know we said it before, but possibly still the best division of football, the NFC West. Rams and 49ers. It was an ugly game. Ugly game. How many turnovers were there? Six? Too many. It was an ugly game. Um, again, the NFC West looks phenomenal one week, and then two of the top teams that are competing for it do this this week. Where, yes, was it competitive at the end? Was it a... We won a, a game on a field goal at the end, yes, but you had six turnovers. It was an ugly game. I was not liking either team, and um, I really think the Seahawks have that one wrapped up. Yeah, the only thing I'll add there is that I think we just need to watch out for now. I'm not, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but Richard Sherman came back. They got some offensive players back. The 49ers, they looked – how they looked last year, a solid defensive team. Granted, we don't know what to make of the Rams and Jared Goff at this point, but they were solid defensively. They did just enough on offense. And that's a team to to watch out for because they can totally sneak in there as a six or a seven seed this year and Who really make things Wilson interesting. Can run the ball. Who is this kid, Wilson? Man, when he's healthy, he's actually playing very well. That's what they did last year with their running back committee. They took nobodies and made them somebodies. It's kind of like yep. a Patriots type of offense, but um, I don't know. We'll see that that they're going to be a a team to watch, a team not to watch, a team that should should just they should just take off the rest of the season. And you love this team. You you secretly love this team, and that's why you like talking about them all the time. Who the Bears? The Bears. No, I can't stand them. First of all, Matt Nagy, why are you wearing a visor, bro? You have no hair. It's just, it's just odd. It's an odd look. I hate, I hate visors. I'm sorry if anyone listening wears visors. Visors, they shouldn't. They're not unless you're playing golf or or tennis. It, it's just, it doesn't work. But anyway, next week I have a visor. Next week I have a visor. All right, we'll match that up with my Giants hat. But the Bears are terrible. The Bears are awful. They scored 10 points to the first three quarters. Again, this game looked closer on paper than it actually was. I think it was 40, 41 or 47, whatever it was, 40-something 10. 
after three quarters and the Bears put up 15 in the fourth because the Packers were just messing around at that point. Um, what a what a disappointment. They started off okay and earlier in the season. You thought they were going to be a playoff team, right? And their defense was number one in the league through the first few weeks. And now they got nothing going for them. They have absolutely zero offense, absolutely terrible coaching. Uh, they have the. I would, I would never say they have zero offense. They have no quarterback. Montgomery, Montgomery is very impressive. If he had help, he'd be even better. But you can't go Trubisky and Falls, and no help there. So. There's eight, nine in the box every time. Yeah, well, that's the story of every every team, though. I mean, you could you could say that about any team if they were just coached differently or they had a different GM or whatnot. They'd be they'd well, be better. We get rid of Nagy. That's yeah, and we'll see what happens. But it goes back to the GM too for drafting so poorly. And just real quick, on I mean, this has to haunt you as a Bears fan. This has to absolutely haunt you. He drafted Mitchell Trubisky in 2017, number two. Players that, that went after him who are probably more successful at this point, just, just off the top of my head. One which you mentioned already who flies under the radar. Corey Davis at five. Jamal Adams at six. Mike Williams at seven. Christian McCaffrey at eight. Patrick Mahomes at ten. That I mean, that's got to sting. Marshawn Lattimore, Deshaun Watson, uh, the Watt, the other Watt, the one on the Steelers, TJ Watt. I mean, the list goes on. You have to feel absolutely terrible. 2020 you you draft for your position but I never liked Trubitsky I never thought with his college resume it was like nine games that pick played like nine games and they moved up that's the worst part is they moved up to do it so it looks even worse but hey he had a great combine that's why I don't trust the combine yeah uh, uh, yeah I don't know why they even still watch do the that. tape watch the tape See what they do. Don't yeah. worry about what they can do running the 40 in spandex and a tank top. Don't worry about that. That's what we're going to do next year for flight football. We're going to have tryouts, going to have an NFL combine. Um, I look good in spandex. I'm going to tell you, in a tank top, eh, might, right. especially Relax. after turkey day, I might have to lose a few. But the spandex side, I'm good. <laughs> Relax. Relax, which brings us to the next part of the show. Uh, we, we got some some decent reviews on the react or relax. I, I like this segment. Um, you have four or less reviews. I'm curious. No, I got more than four. Oh wow! Yeah, I got fans. They don't. Viewers last week. They, they, don't, they don't. They don't send in feedback to, to the show, but they they let me know through text or or I'll, I'll talk on the phone. But um, yeah, react or relax. Here we got five statements. You can either react to it. Um, if you, I'm sorry, you could either say to relax, like Aaron Rodgers would say, just relax. If you think the statement is absurd, which I think last week you, you thought every statement was absurd. Or you can react if you feel, if you agree, if you agree with it, feel like you want to respond to it. Uh, first one, which was, I, I saw it all over TV, all over uh, the radio, and that is... The Broncos should How have forfeited. How do you see it on the radio? I'm just curious. You, you can see on ESPN.com, they have little articles, right? And the articles, they no, talk you about. you see it on the radio. Yeah. You can't they, see it on the radio. Yeah, you can. 
No, you they write articles. Our podcast on YouTube. You can't see our podcast on Spotify. You hear our podcast. I'm checking out. I'm checking out. Call on the subs. Subs. Someone else take over. I'll kick back in that, the line. That's normal. That's normal for you. <laughs> sure. Tapping out. Tapping out. Anyway, you think the Broncos should have forfeited? So I'm going to react to this one, but not for the Broncos. Um, I'm going to react and say, if anyone thinks the Broncos should have had a forfeit, then the Ravens absolutely needed to forfeit. The Broncos, yeah, they have three quarterbacks out. Sucks to be them. The Ravens have, what, 20 players out? And all they do is keep on moving the game. And The game has been moved almost seven days. And the NFL talks about player safety, but now you're going to have players playing on Wednesday afternoon. And then four or five days later, play again. So that that should have been a, a forfeit because you can't reschedule with no buys now. You can't. So it should have been a forfeit by the Ravens because they said the strength and conditioning coach was the cause of it. So you found the cause. It was inside the, the house, so to speak. Forfeit. If you got to move a game seven days because of COVID, forfeit. The Broncos, three players, yeah. Sign a practice squad guy. I got a phone call. They saw me look good in my orange uh, jersey playing flag football. I'm just saying. Um, it wasn't televised, but they tried to sign their QC coach. Wasn't allowed because he's a coach and they wouldn't allow it. They called me. The money just wasn't right because I ain't blowing out a knee. Yeah, which, are, which is very, very possible. Um, so I'll stick to the the actual statement that I made first and say, uh, relax. I, I mean, yeah, the, I, so I, I'm kind of agreeing with you in, to, in the sense that the Broncos, no. Why are they going to – why would they forfeit the game – to your point, you have your whole team there, just one player. I mean, there's there's teams who could have had the same exact situation. I mean, the Saints literally – I mean, that's what the Saints did. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. Taysom Hill is is a tight end. He's a special teams player. He's a running back. He's they a, paid him like a quarterback? Yeah, but I'm just saying there's teams that could have run straight Wildcat the whole game. Right? Take the Panthers. If that was the Panthers and they had no quarterbacks, Christian McCaffrey could have ran for 200 yards, probably threw a couple touchdown passes. Not problem is – this week he's hurt. Yeah, if he wasn't hurt, I'm just saying that the Broncos don't remind me that he's hurt. That game oh, was just it, the quarterback should be ashamed of themselves for for I guess taking their masks off and listen, screwing listen, it up. But if you, if you can't have a quarterback that can play as well as Sam Darnold, then why even you know why even have a franchise? <laughs> That's a good point. Good point, which brings us to the next one. The Jets should bench Sam Donald. I'm good at these uh, transitions. Come on, dude. Yeah, you are. Tell me more about that. Let me take this one first, okay? Um, I'm going to react here, and, and I, I completely agree. The, the Jets should bench Sam Donald. His 
they have no he has no future with the Jets. They have no intention of keeping him. There's there's no way you can, right? If you go 0 and 16, you have to draft a quarterback. Um, every time they trot him out there, he becomes more susceptible to another injury or to make these injuries worse on his shoulders, on his hip, on his ribs, whatever injuries he's he's going through each year. Um, his trade value is going down because he just looks terrible. And Joe Flacco looks, comparatively speaking, looks amazing because he can actually throw touchdown passes. Sam Donald can't seem to do that. And he had the full complement of players. He had all his receivers back. Um, it, it, it looked it looked bad. It, it looked bad for having a full team. Their first drive was solid. But after that, it was there was nothing, absolutely nothing. Through two interceptions again, inexcusable. He's not elevating his team at all. There's quarterbacks who are doing far more with far less, especially last week, having his full core players, um, well, like Joe Burrow, for example. Full core players. Who are his full core players? Rashad Is Perriman, he- Denzel Mims. They they have a they have a full they had a full office. They had all their players who were nobody. Nobody is even close to being a household name. Look at the Bengals. Who? Who? AJ Green, who could barely probably walk at this point. He probably uses a hover around when he goes home. And then who else? Who else did the, who the Cincinnati Bengals had? Joe Mixon was out. John Ross. I don't even know what he's doing anymore. He's just fast. I don't think he. I think he was having issues with the team. Um, Tyler Boyd is the only player on offense that you probably could throw the ball to. Their tight ends are just Bernard, Joe Mixon. Yeah, because these are all pro players. I mean, come on. Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon, actually, probably both of them have been all pros. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no way Giovanni Bernard's been an all pro. But the point is, even if even if you took half of Joe Burrow's stats away, he'd still be better than Sam Donald. The problem is Sam Donald. He, yeah, he's, but- the Jets have ruined him. They need to get rid of Sam Donald, get rid of him, let him start fresh. He's, he could be good. Jets helmet over here, but I'm not a Jets fan at all. I'm not. Um, but the problem, I feel Sam Darnold is getting screwed because I know from personal experience, Adam Gase sucks. Sucks. And now he is the play caller. So you have Frank Gore and P. Ryan as your running backs. Frank Gore is older than me. Older than me. Think about that. Okay? And P. Ryan, eh, he had some potential, but he's not doing it. The offensive line sucks. You mentioned three wide receivers, which nobody besides a sports fan will ever have heard of or ever will hear of. So he got put in a bad situation. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's in a bad system and a bad situation. All the more reason why they should bench him because they're just making his value go down. They're losing by him going out there because he's just looking worse and worse. You're not going to get the same value that you would. You could have probably gotten a second round pick. Um, Josh Rose in the middle of the season. I doubt all over. Sam Donald isn't going more going for more than a, a third or a very, very, very high second if it was like the 49ers who finished with like a 20-something pick or something like that. I, I don't know. The Dolphins got Josh Rosen for a third and then dropped him. Yeah. It had, I mean, hey, Kyle, look, look what – I mean, look what 
happened what with Arizona. They they threw him to the side for nothing and draft Kyler Murray. I mean, I don't feel like he's a bust as much as that. I I really feel it's oh. the system. I feel that he could be in the next Tannenhill who goes to a better team, a better situation with a better defense and a better running game and can control the game. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't doubt that he could be decent on another team. I, I just think the, the Jets need to see that and say he has no future with us. Let's let's play it safe with him so we don't screw it up for ourselves and and get as much back for him that we can. Um speaking of terrible Bottle of water and a couple of bags of balls. That's what they're going to get. That's worth more than Anthony Lynn at this point, in my opinion. Coach of the Chargers. If anybody watched that game, if anybody saw it on Red Zone or a Sunday ticket, whatever the hell you have, uh, I mean, what? I, I don't want to go into the specifics because it'll, it'll take too much time, but he's going for it on fourth down. He's running the ball with 20 seconds, then he's down by 10. Uh, I mean, among other among other decisions throughout the game, which were just inexcusable, he he may be the worst coach. Um, so I'll I'll react and I'll agree. He he's up there, and you have to excuse Adam Gase to the extent that the Jets are a crap organization and he's no. terrible. But at least Adam Gase knows when to punt the ball, knows when to pass the ball, knows when to kick to field goals. Anthony and Lynn doesn't know how to do that. Owen sixteen. That's what he knows how to do. He was the Dolphins coach. He was horrendous. How he got another job as a head coach and looked crazy in his introduction. No, no. Adam Gase is clearly the worst coach in the NFL. Lynn, he goes for it. He tries. Does he make stupid decisions? Sure. But... He's not the worst coach. He has his team motivated. Name one Jet that has come out and said anything positive about Gase. No one. You will not hear people saying that about Lynn. Just saying. I don't know. The Chargers should be better than they are. They have a good team. So They also have a quarterback who was supposed to play week one and got his lung punctured. So if you blame anything on the Chargers – Blame it on that that stupid doctor that doesn't know how to give a cortisone injection. They're better off with Herbert, so he did him a favor. I wouldn't be surprised if someone said, hey, uh, I need you to mess this up a little bit. Um, last one here. All right, this is this is debate this is highly debated. Um, I saw I saw it on TV today. I heard it on the radio, a lot of people talking about this, okay? The Bills in that game gave up another Hail Mary. It, it, it seems like their defensive backs can't jump off the ground more than five inches. So, so the I, statement here is you can out jump the Bills defensive backs. So, react or relax. React. I'm totally reacting. Now, if this was two, three years ago, oh my goodness, I would, I'd Randy Moss them all day. A few years older. But I can still get five inches off the ground. They cannot. How? How can you, you're a professional athlete, do some squats, do some calf raises, get the weight up, jump. I can do it at my age. 
Well said. I would react too. It's pitiful. It looks terrible. I don't understand how it happens uh, twice. And it it's just, they, they, I don't know. They're all in the same area and they, they just they don't jump up. They'll knock the ball down. I don't know. We'll see what happens. My um, son Brody jumps higher than them. Watch them. Watch that come back to bite them in the playoffs. They'll be in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes will throw it to Tyreek Hill, who's five foot eight, and Tyreek Hill will out jump the entire Bills defense. He only has to get up about six foot three because I think exactly. their tallest cornerback is like six one, and he gets about an inch off the ground. So exactly. So that would just make it all. Uh, Come together at the end. There. Um, page right. two of notes. Page two. Come on, let's go. Moving over to college football. So not a lot to cover here, um, but the college football playoff rankings. It started last week. They just had. And for those who are probably wondering why we were talking about the Raven Steelers game in hindsight, it's because the episode airs on Thursday. We're filming uh, on Tuesday. So, um, but anyway, for the college football playoff, they just released the rankings again. Nothing changes one through seven, eight and beyond. There's some shuffle there. Who cares? Those teams really have no shot at making it. Um, I, don't, what, I don't. I don't believe that. All right. So so let's start. With it. Let's 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 start with this. If they if the playoff started today and you decided who the four teams were, who were the four teams, and what's their seating, and then we could jump into who else we see outside that might make a jump. I'll go Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Clemson 3. I think everybody has that as the top three. Yes. Um, for four, I have three teams. I got maybe Ohio State. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Texas A&M and you said out. I believe they're outside of the top seven. Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati can make it. Nah, there's no shot. There's no shot. I agree with your first three. There's no debate there. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. That I don't think it's going to change. Um, Clemson might go to two. None of them are going to drop. Is what I mean. Clemson might go to two. Notre Dame might fall to three if they play again in the ACC. When they play the ACC, I actually, I actually see if they go to the ACC game, I see one of them. Whoever loses goes to four. I don't know. I would want that to be a two-three matchup and a third, the trilogy of the year. That's what I see. I guess, but right now they have Ohio State there, and I, I can't disagree more. I'm not saying Ohio State can't make the playoff, but there's no way right now. They can be they can be in the top four. Like if it were to start today, they're basically saying Ohio State should be in there and Texas A and M shouldn't. Texas A and M, the only loss they have is to Alabama, which was two months ago. Two months ago, and they have quality wins. They play in a solid conference. Um, Florida, they lost the head to head to A and M, so it makes sense that they are behind A and M. But Ohio State should not be. Ahead of either of those teams, in my opinion, they shouldn't be ahead of A and M, and they shouldn't be ahead of Florida. If they finish the season undefeated and then one of them loses, why, then it makes sense. Why do you say they shouldn't be ahead? Because they played four games, and what's their quality win? What's their quality Ohio, win? Their conference Ohio is terrible. State, Ohio State, before they even played a game, was ranked 
in the top three. Yeah, I, I mean, so I get it. The NCAA made rules that if you play six games, you're eligible for the playoffs. Now, is the Big Ten a good conference? No. Rutgers is going to beat Penn State, which is unheard of. Unheard of. Um, so, no, it's not a good conference, but Ohio State's a good team, and uh, if they get the six games, I can see why you would vote them in for the top four. Is it fair to those teams that played nine, ten games and lost one? Absolutely not. Is it fair to those teams that played out of conference and not just the Big Ten, which if Texas A&M, Cincinnati, I'll even go Cincinnati, was in the Big Ten, they would be undefeated. Um, Yeah. So it's not fair, but Ohio State has that hype, and that's what the votes are all about, dude. It's always been – it's always been if you're a big-name team, the Power Five, you get in. If you're a BYU, you still sit outside the top ten because you don't have that name. Is it fair? No, but that's how it goes. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it sounds – this week's game is still up in the air. They might not play the – I mean, they might not play the Michigan game. I, I don't know. If they don't play six Michigan's games. Gonna, I heard Michigan's going to, like, tap out. That's what I heard too. So, so that they don't make the playoffs. So it's kind of messed the Big Ten championship rather. Which then you'll have Indiana without a starting quarterback playing Northwestern. Yeah, that's really attractive. So, so so if I was Big Ten commissioner and we've talked a lot about Michigan and what we feel about Harbaugh and all that. But if Harbaugh bails out of that game, Michigan I'm sorry, the Big Ten Commission should give Michigan so many, like, suspensions, scholarship restrictions, no TV money, nothing like that. Because that is a bullshit move if you bail out of the game. Now, if you have COVID issues, fine. But if you're just going to be like, nah, I don't want to play. Get the hell out of our conference. Get the hell out of the the. Go back to the or not go back, but go to the FCS. You don't belong here because if you're gonna bail out because you don't want your competitor, that'd be like North Carolina last year basketball, NCAA basketball. North Carolina going, I don't want to play Duke this year because we're not really that good, and I don't want to ruin our record. No. Fuck that. You play the game, have some respect, and do it. Yeah, I don't think they would actually do that. I feel like not a team, not a school like that. I I could see another, I could see teams in more inferior conferences or less notable teams doing something like that, but it would be hard to prove. No, they wouldn't because they make the money when they play those big time schools. So, yeah, yeah. Appalachian State play in Michigan, even though they beat them one time, or Michigan State, they made like $4 million for that game. Yeah, I guess it would just be hard to prove that there was any, I guess, wrongdoing in that decision not to play. But I don't know. Well, I don't see it happening. Um, But we'll see. Crazier things have happened in 2020, so it wouldn't shock me. Um, Speaking of 2020, 
and, and I don't want to say crazy things, but um, hell of a weekend for Vanderbilt. Now, no one talked about Vanderbilt all season. They're, they haven't won a game. They are 0-8. They are absolutely terrible. They didn't score a point last week. It was it was embarrassing. I don't know. I don't know why any player, any football player in high school would want to go to Vanderbilt to to play football, um, especially because they're in the SEC, and, and I, that's just never going to work out for them. But Sarah Fuller becoming the first female to play play fo- play football in a Power Five conference, and and I, I have a few thoughts on this. One, obviously, all she got to do was kick off, and everyone is killing her for her kickoff. It was a squib kick. It was meant to be a squib kick. Everybody online is saying, oh, what a terrible kick. A, you're an idiot because it was intended to be a squib kick. B, I bet you 90% of the population couldn't kick a squib kick as well as she did. Now, I haven't played organized football since high school, but kicking off is not its not easy at all. And if anyone watches college football on a weekly basis, how terrible are college kickers on kickoffs? On field goals especially, I saw one kick this weekend. The ball was 30 yards wide left of the uprights. I, I think he was trying to kick it into the tunnel. He thought he got six points for that. It was absolutely terrible. So the fact that people are jumping her for this kickoff, the real people should really be jumping Vanderbilt for not even giving her a fair opportunity to kick off again because they don't score. The only time she kicked off is at halftime when they had to kick off because they got the ball first. And if you don't score, you don't kick off. And they got shut out. It, it, it's absurd that people are overlooking that and saying, well, it was a terrible squib kick, which I don't know. So uh, my take on it is everybody's talking about how historic it was. And to your point, all she got to do is a 20-yard squib kick. Um, you talked perfectly about it was a planned squib kick. It wasn't anything like that. But to be historic – is not just to put on pads and kick it 20 yards. Not her fault. Her team didn't allow her to do anything else. Historic would be she got a field goal. She got a touchback. You said it's hard to do a kickoff. Yes, it's hard to do a touchback. It's hard to do a field goal. Again, I'm going to use my son Brody. He can kick the ball 20 yards in a squib kick. All right, it might go out of bounds. It might. Uh, I'll give you that, but I don't think it was historic because she just suited up. I want to see a female player suit up and actually be able to contribute to a game. And uh, that's no offense to her. Um, it's just the game. The game did not allow her to contribute. And I heard she's going to be kicking next week. Hopefully they gain more than 20 yards this week so she can get a field goal. Yeah, hopefully, because that's a bad look for them um, to kind of ruin what could have been, to your point, even more historic, right? Not just to kick off, but to kick a field goal, even if you don't win the game. Put some points on the board. Um, First female to ever score in a power five versus – first female to put on shoulder pads and dress up. I'm not disrespecting what she did or what happened. I just don't see it as that historic that she walked out there and squibbed the ball for 15 yards when there are other athletes in other sports that have been 
done more historic things and broken other barriers and actually performed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it doesn't help that Vanderbilt might be historically bad this year. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully a better chance this weekend. And, I, uh, I, I wish her the best, and I honestly, I will root for her. I'll put it on uh, – actually, let me get my draft case up. She kicks a field goal this weekend. I'm going to say 40 yards and under. That's my, my pick. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> like I said, field goals are not – Easy to come by in college. Uh, it's some terrible kickers in college. So, um, well, it's also the wider, the wider uh, hash marks that also comes into play. Or these players are just not athletic at all, and they're just like, hey, how many, how many players go from college to pro? Not many. And how many pro kickers can't kick a forty-three yard field goal? Yeah, but they they look okay doing it. I don't look at their ass and their junk like you do. So, you know, we'll go from there. Way to ruin that segment. <laughs> Speaking of junk, uh, NCAA basketball kicked off. And I say this because it's 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 a shit show already. It, how many – I mean, how many – Canceled games, postponed games. I mean, there was probably more postponements and cancellations than there were actual games. That the last I heard was there was 125 currently canceled or postponed. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. There's teams who have played three games already, and then I was watching Seton Hall last night, and they're playing Iona, who hasn't played. One. That was their first game. It, it, it's just, I get it. It's a long season. They have until March, obviously, essentially, right February to complete the season. Um, played 20 some odd games, maybe 30 games in a, in a perfect world. But at this rate, are we even going to have March madness or is it going to be May madness? <laughs> we're, we're not going to have, all right. I shouldn't say we're not going to have March madness, but we're not going to have the traditional March madness. There's no way that, they're going to have a 64, 68, whatever it is now, um, uh, team tournament. Because unlike football, which we've seen lots of cancellations in college football, you get one player that gets COVID in basketball, he probably had contact with three other players. That's 25% of your team. You only have a 12-man roster. So you got to cancel. And it's not like football where it's one game a week. You're talking three, four games a week. So if you do the standard 10 to 12-day uh, quarantine period, you're now missing six games. Um. So it's not going to be the same. They're going to have to go smaller. I think they're going to go to a – I don't want to say 16 because I want it bigger, but my heart says it will end up being a 16-team tournament in a bubble. But I hope they do 32 at least. Yeah, I agree. I don't think – at this rate, there's no way – There's. I mean, maybe it's in March. But then it's not going to be madness. It's going to be just a regular kind of playoff type feel. 
um, because there's not going to be any major upsets, right? Because you have 16 teams. I mean, Jeff, one through four seeds and a four beating a one that happens every year. It's not and four you winning. Have, you don't have those small schools. Yeah. Like a Loyola. Or the Gulf Coast or Loyola, Loyola. whatever, Chicago. Yeah, you won't have You won't have sister, sister Jean. Yeah. yeah, you need a sister yeah, Jean. <laughs> but here's my thing, just real quick before we close this out. I don't understand, especially given the fact that most schools are remote, right? You're not in class, right? Most of it's virtual. Um, at this rate, and I know there's geographical issues because not every conference is literally located in that area. Like Big East, you have DePaul in Chicago, right? And you have Creighton in Nebraska. So they're not in the East. I get that. But for the most part, each conference should just bubble up. They should bubble up in a central location to that conference. You're, you could still attend your classes. It's all virtual. So you get you but, you find the who's paying for that if they're playing basketball, then they're getting ads on TV. They're getting money. But if they don't play, they're going to end up losing money in March. How much money was lost last year by not having March Madness? It would be a wise investment of the NCAA to say, hey, this is this is our approach. We want to bubble up. We're only going to play. But, conference but here's what I'm going to say. Right. Yes, it makes sense. But then doesn't it strengthen the case of the athletes saying we are not student athletes. We are professional athletes. You need to pay us. Hey, not a not a more perfect time for that to come to the forefront. Um, I don't. I, I would never disagree that they should get paid. I'm just saying the NCAA will not let that happen. Yeah. I, well, they don't let much happen. But I, I mean, they got to do something because at this rate, you're you're not going to have. It's not going to be March Madness. It's just going to be a regular playoff scenario. When uh now. And I know other states have it, but when New Jersey has weed, all those Seton Hall kids, you know, smoking that weed, and are they going to be able to play or what? I mean, I, I know you know something about Seton Hall kids. I smoke weed in cars, but, you know. No, I don't know anything about that. Oh, I thought I, – I'm sorry. I thought you had a story about that. My bad. No, that's not me. Oh, I must be confused with the other guy. I, I'm sorry. I thought you told me you saw Shaheen Holloway smoking weed in the car one day. Brian, I don't know who that. Brian, Brian, that's two things I got to cut out of the show. Like I don't, I don't mind you messing around, but like you, you can't make gay jokes, and you can't. I mean, I don't mind you talking about weed or saying that, but like you can't actively call him out and be like, "Hey, you know something about that?" He's got a job. If somebody hears this and takes that seriously, he's in trouble. Um, Oh, okay. I was all right, right. You do too. Like it's things like that. Like if he said that to you, I'd have to cut it out because you don't I, want to. I agree really if he said that to me as a joke. I'd be I like, mean, it was a total joke. I'll take a piss test tomorrow. I understand that, but you you get what I'm saying. Like when it comes to the world of podcasting, you say stuff like that, like it can be taken seriously. Good thing we have editing. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got with stuff like that. Like it's it's. Listen, I'm not picking on you, but I'm just telling you, like, this is... All right, dude, I'm not offended. All right, man. I So I just want to throw it out there while we're wrapping up, like, just so that way, let's let's leave that stuff alone, okay? Who's Shaquille Holloway? Who's who? Who's the... I don't know who the guy is that, that he referenced. He's now their coach. Huh? He's their coach now. Kevin Willard? No, Holloway. Oh, I don't know who that is. 
right, we'll pick it up back up. Uh, you can again, you can make the weed joke. Just don't like call Pat out and be like, "Hey, you know about this, right?" Well, where are we picking it up from? Just, I guess, from the top. I, right? him. I said he knew a player. He was never a player. But you're inferring, <laughs> and stuff like that can get out there. You can get in trouble with this stuff. <laughs> All, All right. right. So where are we picking it up? All right. So, I, I yeah, I, scolded. I just got scolded, and it's not even my parents. Jesus. So, two teams that probably wish, real quick, that their games got canceled: Virginia and Kentucky, both losing, terrible upsets. Um, Virginia, I'm not surprised. They've they've done this before. They've been down the road. They got knocked out by a 16 seed two years ago, I believe, in the tournament. Kentucky. That's not like them. That's that's unfortunate. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it matters in the grand scheme of things because it's so early in the season. No one's going to look back and say, oh, Kentucky lost three games, one of them to Richmond or whatever team they lost to. But, um, yeah, they definitely definitely overlooked those two games. And, and we'll see. We'll see if it has an impact at all. But, I mean, I, I don't, I don't no, think it will. The big thing is, is, and people, a lot of people don't know this because they're not televised, but – Normally, you have scrimmages in college basketball. They're not preseason games like the NBA that are televised, but you have these little scrimmages where you can get your team together. And with COVID, they're not having it. So these are their scrimmages. Um, so I'm not surprised that teams are stumbling. It was a short training camp or whatever you want to call it practice season for them um i'm not surprised that there's going to be these upsets but in the long run it's not going to matter because you're going to have a 16 or 32 team march madness tournament and it's all going to be the big names and kentucky can go 0 32 and i guarantee you they'll somehow make that tournament Yeah, speaking of scrimmages, good transition again. I mean, you're on fire tonight with these transitions. I don't know if they're intended or not, but I got you. I know you paid some money to watch some boxing this weekend. Now, it wasn't a scrimmage. You can't tell Mike Tyson that, obviously. It was worse than a scrimmage. It was worse. Well, they didn't advertise it and say, check out our boxing scrimmage between Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., but what I mean, I, they said before the fight, before the whole event, right? That they're that they that they couldn't have Tyson at least. I don't know about the other fights. Well, the other fights ended a knockout, but the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. They couldn't. No, there was actually couldn't knock anyone three, out. There were three fights on the undercard that were actually legit boxing matches, like legit people that are up and coming. Um, the last two. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about those, but I want to be honest and say the the bottom three fights were legit boxing matches with legit fighters that I enjoyed. And uh, Guapo and I, who will have a show on this channel soon, um, we talked a lot about, and there were some uh, good fights there. But for sixty bucks, yeah, no, uh. uh I wish I would have watched the free UFC fight instead. 
Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I, I didn't even think twice about not paying for that. It just it just sounded terrible. This I don't. First time in my life, I was disappointed for buying a Tyson fight. Normally, it's because I only got to see thirty seconds of a Tyson fight. This time, it was I got to see what was it six rounds, two minutes a piece, eighteen minutes where. The most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. It would be like you and me in a boxing ring right now, except I'd win. It wouldn't no. be. A- if it was you and me in a boxing ring, it would be like Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. Me being Jake Paul, obviously. Uh, you know what? I, I'm glad you brought that up because the Nate Robinson knockout, um, it got. I I hate Nate Robinson. Always have as a basketball player. So having that happen. And it reminded me of a great movie back in the day when I was young and a certain saying that came out. So I know Mike did a little production to, to help me explain. You betcha. Oh! And Jake Paul caught Nate Robinson of the night, Irene. Robinson. You got knocked the fuck out, man. Give me my goddamn money. Absolutely accurate. One of the greatest uh, movies of my childhood that was quoted uh, almost every day in uh, high school and college. So it, it lasted a long time. Chris Tucker, great in that movie. And uh, Debo, come on. Debo got knocked the fuck out. Nate Richardson got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, that was that was that was violent. Um, he just looks like a fool now, but, uh, I heard he made like $600 for that fight. Well, it was all for charity. Did they, did anybody make any money? Tyson made, I heard one to $10 million based on (laughs) pay-per-views. Congratulations. You just paid Mike Tyson. How do you feel about that? I fucking hate it. I hate it. It was the worst thing I, I I I wish that COVID wasn't here, and I was not as you know living in my basement. And I went over to Chris's house and let him pay for it. And apparently, he had food and beer and everything like that. But instead, I paid the fifty to sixty bucks to sit in my house alone and be totally disappointed. But yeah. that life sitting in my basement being disappointed. It's typical. Yeah. Well, something you don't have to pay for is this podcast. So please, uh, I mean, that's our episode for now. So check us out. Scenesnobs.com. Won't be as disappointing as that Tyson fight. I guarantee it. Uh, Scenesnobs.com. Sports Snobs. um, Check us out on Twitter, at Sports Snob Pat, at Sports Snob Kaz. Like I said, stay tuned for our weekly NFL Picks show, which, as I said last week, just a teaser. It's going to be phenomenal this week. We're having great – I'm getting great attire uh, sponsored. Um, I can't release too many names right now. I don't want to spill uh, – I don't want to share too much because I'd rather it be a surprise, for, especially for you. I know you're looking forward to it. Um, I'm glad you have attire because your picks are not good. So This past week wasn't bad for me, but we'll see. We'll recap those on Saturday, and uh, we'll see. we'll see you then.